Hey there. We are back again with yet another episode of Saf Podcast and it's really a joy to be back with you. Um and uh, I'm really glad that uh, Jacob you're here with me and today we're going to continue talking about where we left in the last episode. Uh, and those yeah. of you who have been following us in this natural uh, theology series you must be knowing that we are being doing it in a very bite-sized manner so that we all can learn together and grasp pretty well and uh, you know last in the last episode just a quick re- recap you know we were, we have been talking about a philosopher named JL Mackey and he had yes. made three objections um I know most of you must have not heard about Mackey he is not a very prominent philosopher but uh, we did discuss why we are talking about his objections because he was a very open minded person looking at uh, everything with a wider perspective um, like you know when we look at some philosophers they are very uh, adamant on showing uh, what they believe it's true and uh, even if uh, the 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 proofs or uh, even if whatever the the arguments they're putting forth are against it so jl mackey was a person who wasn't one of them and uh, he, uh, that's the reason why we have been talking about him and today we'll be talking more about these three objections so uh, jacob wanted to go ahead and uh, help us uh, recall what these three objections were yeah um, so we were we were mentioning about like peer said jail mackey's three objection to the argument and we also talked about what was his um his core reason behind rejecting that everything that begins to exist as a cause or is objection to the kalam cosmological argument as such so his three objections were um and peer should also recall it when we talked about last time that he said that well if you say that his first objection was that if you say well if god began to exist at some point in time um then this is equally mysterious or equally confounding like the beginning of the universe and yeah. his second objection was that if god always existed um in time then for infinite time as it's put if god always existed for infinite time then we could argue the same thing for the universe that we could also say well the universe has also existed for an infinite time and right. his third objection well it's not sort of an objection per se but dr craig categorizes it as an objection is that if you say god is timeless right god is without time then he says it is unintelligible it is incomprehensible it, it doesn't make sense we, we don't know what we're talking about uh, it doesn't make sense to talk about it so these are sort of uh, not sort of these are the three objections that lay lie behind uh, jl mackey's point and jl mackey brings this out dr craig points out that he brings these objections out with respect to um this creation out of nothing and what mm-hmm. we mean by that is and please you may have heard this term creatio ex nihilo meaning creation out of nothing nihilo means yeah. nothing which way we are people who identify themselves as nihilist so they talk about the nothingness of life and so on and so forth and uh, the um, and and the ecclesiastes is is sort of like a nihilistic text in the bible it's like the only nihilistic text in the bible sort of nihilistic text in the bible when it talks about oh, everything is vain everything under the sun is vain uh, what is the point of life point of life sort of a writing mm-hmm. anyway coming back to point um so the creatio ex nihilo says that creation out of nothing meaning that god created the universe we see in genesis 1 verse 1 in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth so the point is that god created the universe out of nothing so there wasn't any pre-existing 
matter right mm. it wasn't that god took something that was already there and then you know uh, refashioned it repurposed it and then created this universe that we see and this is okay. also very on a side note this is actually quite an interesting um deviation for the author of genesis generally taken to be moses to emphasize um throughout his writings of this hidden idea of god this i when i say hidden i, I don't mean that it is not there in scripture i mean as in it is in spelled out immediately with genesis so it is sort of like assumed when you read that this is creation ex nihilo and then we have passages in the new testament and other places that go on to emphasize even more but when moses was penning genesis when he was writing genesis this was like part of the idea that was put forward and this is very interesting because during that time the ancient um texts like enumelis epic of gilgamesh these all texts understood the creation of the universe the skies and the heavens and the earth to be something that happened as a result of fight between gods so i think it was i don't know if it was the enumelis or the epic of gilgamesh um mm-hmm. i have a feeling it's enumelis that this mesopotamian ancient text that this god called marduk he's part of the pantheon the club of gods he goes and kills one of the goddesses called tiamat and out of her body he creates the universe and then wow. he takes one of her uh, like minion or one of her aids another aid god side like sidekick god kind of god and then out of his blood he creates i don't know planets or something or so that so it's quite, it's a very drastic like revolutionary thing to say that you know yahweh created the universe out of nothing and it yeah. is out of this creation ex nihilo creation out of nothing that jail mackey has his objections so piyush mm-hmm. we're going to look at these three objections within the next yeah. i think 15 minutes or so uh, right when right. you hear the first point right that when mm. jail mackey asks if god began to exist at some point in time then it is equally mysterious like the beating of the universe when you hear that what is your quick response like within 30 seconds what is your quick response yeah definitely like uh, you know previous day also i mentioned like in the last episode i mentioned that uh, i really i'm really able to relate with uh, jl mac you know because initially when i started learning more about god and uh, digging into the field of apologetics i had similar questions you know like if we think that the creation of the uh, universe came from god and it's mysterious then definitely from where it got come how is that mysterious i mean that is also mysterious right but then slowly slowly yeah. i got to learn more about it and uh, the other objections as well i have a similar take on them like uh, when i was learning i had questions uh, which were you know pretty much the same as what jl mackey imposed so hmm, yeah i think that's the reason why you know i can really relate well with these and uh, i'm sure that many of our listeners would love to clarify these questions they might be having these questions they might mm. be growing more and learning in this field they might be new so that's where we come in to help you with it yeah yeah true and i, I totally agree with you in all of that i mean that that progression of learning is part and parcel of all of us uh, but i w- what i want to hone in a bit more and get your thought on is when jail mackey okay. comes and asks okay he says here are my three objections to your kalam cosmological argument and his first mm. objection is this if god began to exist at some point in time then that is equally mysterious as the beginning to exist of the universe mm. so you you got you got his objection right you got what he's saying yeah yeah what should be our immediate response to that objection not in general to jail mackey but to that what what comes to you man does anything stand out in that question we just going to try and work through this objection okay i think um uh, 
see why are we calling this uh, okay if if we put it in his in his terms why are we calling this mysterious mm-hmm. person god who is god god is someone who is um timeless spaceless who is infinitely big yeah. right so definitely uh someone who is who has these traits who has this characteristics can create the universe no one else can so i think i'll be talking about these lines if someone comes and asks me about it yeah yeah exactly and that should be our first response when he says if god began to exist at some point in time like you said god is to a christian god is in someone who began to exist at some point in time yeah so this objection does not this this doesn't concern us at all he asks mm. well if god began to exist at some point in time then it is equally mysterious like the beginning to exist of the universe and our response is but that cons- that objection doesn't concern me because i have never said that god began to exist at some point in time so did you did you notice that that was the key point in his in his objection right we have yeah. to be on that clear lookout to see what exactly is he saying hmm. now is that a statement that i have made or is that a statement that my positions make and then discern how we should respond to it so we have to be always on a sharp lookout when when we come across these questions and okay. uh, so i want to be in in an even sharper lookout um to see whether let and this may be a bit more nuanced than the first one the first one was pretty easy for us to unpack his second objection is that if god existed for an infinite for an infinite amount of time okay his, his objection is if god existed for an infinite amount of time then can't we say the same thing about the universe right so mm. what would you make out your response to that objection to be he says if god existed for an infinite amount of time what do you make out your objection to be and like i said we're going to walk through this objections and the audience also will be asking and maybe scratching your heads the first time you read this like i did too when i when i read it for the first time but mm. what do you make out piyush um okay um if if uh, i mean we know that god is timeless and he has been there from an infinite amount of time right he has been there so but then he is okay um in the kalam cosmological argument we say that everything mm. that begins to exist has a cause right, right. so the universe began right. to exist and it has a cause hmm. so it it does mean that uh, i mean in the previous episodes we have talked about cause and effect right so there has been right. a cause which has uh, due to which the universe began to exist right right so i think if someone asks this question i'll be again uh, stating this point itself that uh, the universe ha- has a cause because it's mentioned in this argument which has been proved um i don't know if i made sense about it yeah so you so one thing you displayed is that because you've known the rest of the argument right you were mm. able to point out now i would refine what you said a bit more to say given that you know the rest of the argument maybe there are some of you who are following along and trying to think through who are hearing this argument for the very first time like once you hear the argument your first point would be uh will we have scientific arguments we have evidence from philosophy arguments from philosophy we have arguments from science showing that the universe did have a beginning so mm. you can't come along and say well if god has always existed then the universe must also equally always exist and so on and so forth because we have arguments from science that we will look on later episodes 
showing that the universe did begin to exist so that shows how we apply our knowledge of the argument um to responding to an objection like our our complete knowledge of what we know about the argument to responding to the objection yeah but we sh- this is this is where it gets nuanced right we can't say that god has always existed for an infinite amount of time because time began to exist with the beginning of the universe to us right. it's it's kind of nuanced and kind of it's when we are exposed to this for the very first time it takes a bit of time uh, for us to wrap our head around the fact that saying god has always existed is different from saying god has existed for an infinite amount of time mm. that is what jl mac is opposing so we as christians we don't say that god has existed for an infinite amount of time why because time came into being with the creation of the universe so this gets to the third point where he says okay if you say god is timeless like you like you mentioned a couple of times if you say god is timeless then it doesn't make sense now one thing with jl mac mm. is that when he brings up this third objection he doesn't tell us um why it is difficult to wrap our head against he just i think maybe he assumes that we would follow along and think the same way he is but um dr craig also points it out he says that jl mac it does not clearly tell us why this is difficult to comprehend or why it is unintelligible like why it doesn't make sense he just says oh if that is the case then it doesn't make sense and he sort of moves on uh, and that is where the christian position the christian doctrinal position from within christianity and the, the and the philosophical input that christianity has gets into a very nuanced and specific point and there are two positions to take on this when we ask in the relation of god and time and so on and so forth and the first point is that god is timeless without creation and in time with creation so before creation time didn't begin to exist and so prior to creation god is timeless there is no time god is mm. timeless but right. after creation time began to exist like in the beginning there is a beginning to time in the beginning god created so a beginning happens and now time began to exist as stephen hawking said time itself must have a beginning that's a quote of his so time began to exist and then god is in time and the within christian theology we refer to one of god's attribute as omnitemporal we've heard of omnipotence all powerful potence meaning powerful omniscient all knowing you know conscience science all of that has that similar terminology omniscience all knowing uh, omnipresent all present like present everywhere similarly we say god is omnitemporal and uh, one of the ways that philosophers come to term and theologians come to term with understanding god's attribute as omnitemporal is that god is present in all points of time mm. and that is his one of his omni capability like he is present everywhere like in every everywhere everywhere within the universe or everywhere on earth and so on and so forth we would say god is omnitemporal he is present in every point in time um and it connects into that when we say that to the christian god is without time or timeless without creation prior to creation but he is within time after creation and again jl mackey does not give us reasons why this cannot be held mm-hmm. jl mackey doesn't give us reasons why this should not be list- this should not be heeded he just says oh it is unintelligible and moves on uh, and which is why we can't put too much weight on jl mackey's objection now there is a fourth option that dr craig puts forward and this would be pretty interesting for our listeners also to wrap our head ahead now we are not going to look into all of these questions on god time eternity and his connection and relation to time and so on and so forth because this is a deeply complex topic um and towards the end if i have time i'll mention about one interesting point about how this whole dialogue around time and all of that 
takes philosophers into their research but the fourth option with regard to god existing and the universe existing and time all of that question is the fourth option is that god existed prior to creation in an undifferentiated time right what does that mean to differentiate means to draw out the difference so if i mm. think about differentiating this fruit and that fruit like i have two fruits in my hand and i'm thinking about differentiating this fruit and that fruit so i would say this fruit is red in color that fruit is purple in color this fruit has a hard shell that fruit has a soft shell and so i bring out the differences between these two fruits to differentiate them if i say these fruits are undifferentiated meaning there isn't any differences to draw out that is basically what that means so okay. dr cray puts forward saying will god could exist in an undifferentiated time prior to creation meaning before god created anything before god engaged in any activity and theologians even hold that you know every form of creation began with genesis 1 verse 1 angels or any created being everything that happened with genesis 1 verse 1 that's when time began to exist if there is no activity whatsoever right and i'm talking about there being absolutely zero activity god isn't yeah. changing in his nature god is who he is so there is no change happening in his nature and he isn't doing any activity in that state you can't differentiate between one second or one year or one day we are able to differentiate time with respect to activity that happens mm. and even if you take yeah. just a clock just floating around in space the the, the ticking of the hand the second hand is an activity and that is what helps us to differentiate that one second has passed and one mm. second is about to pass and all of that make all of that differentiation within time but if there is no activity whatsoever and creation involves activity so if you're talking that this is happening prior to creation then there is no activity in that case god is existing in a time that is undifferentiated not our time our time is differentiated yeah. the time that began with the universe is differentiated we have seconds and nanoseconds and milliseconds and so on and so forth we use right. atomic clocks to be as precise and so on and so forth that is the time that we are part of within the universe mm. but god could exist in a time that is undifferentiated and again that sort of do survey with that is a fourth option that jl mackey has in considered and so these yeah. are the depth of objections that come to what jl mackey tries to put forward right when jl mackey mm-hmm. comes with his objections these are the responses that are put counter to what he said so he said he had three objections first was if you say that uh, god began to exist at some point in time then it is equally mysterious like a beginning of the universe and like you said we take that god is an uncaused timeless being So yeah. we never said that God began to exist. So keep your eye out for objections that you hear. Mm. Does that concern what you exactly said? Is that something that you said? If so, choose your words correctly and respond to it. Um, so be very careful when someone tries to misrepresent your position. So that is not a point that we said, that we never said that God began to exist. A Christian never says that God began to exist. Second, he said that God always existed for an infinite amount of time. Now, it may strike us as saying God has always existed, but it is more nuanced so to jail mackey we would say no that is not a point that we have said time began to exist with the creation of the universe so god did not always exist for an infinite amount of time because when you say an infinite amount of time you're talking about some sort of metric system to calculate time yeah right right mm. now i talked about undifferentiated time 
there is no difference between 1 minute or 1 second or a million years there is no difference yes. there is no differentiation so you can't say how much time has transpired it is only if you are able to count it in some sense that you can say in infinite amount of time has transpired you i hope i hope it's coming through to you in some sense is it am i making sense peers with with that what i've talked about differentiation yes, yes, yes. time and Definitely. stuff yeah it was like so this hmm yeah, yeah go ahead go it ahead. did make sense <laughs> yeah so uh, that point one affect was and third point of jl mackie was or uh, if you say god is timeless if you say god is without time then this doesn't make sense to us keep in mind it is the burden of the person who is putting forward the claim to prove it or to substantiate or at the very least make an advancement for that claim even if they don't i'm talking about normal conversation that we would have with our friends even if they don't come and list um, a huge list of uh, defense and evidence and proof for their claim they should at the very least do something to advance their claim so jl mackie says oh it is unintelligible you can't make sense of god without time or god timeless and then he doesn't do further he just makes their claims and move on but when mm. we look at it further we don't see any reason to say that that is unintelligible because we're not talking about a human being who is existing without time then it makes sense by yeah. nature of human beings we have change happening in our body so what does it mean to human who is restricted to time to exist without time but we're talking mm. about god who is an unembodied spirit an unembodied mind a mind without a body what right. does it mean to say that god cannot be timeless how exactly is that unintelligible it is unintelligible maybe to say a human is timeless or a human can be timeless but you would have to point out why that is his so we said that there are two counter responses that can be given with regards to mackie's objection to god creating out of nothing with regards to time as such we could say that god is without time god is timeless without creation and he is in time after creation time begins to exist and he is omnitemporal in all points of time hmm. or second objection is that god exists in an undifferentiated time where there is no minutes or seconds and so on and so forth and because it is an undifferentiated time because in that time you don't have a difference between one second or one year or a million years because there is no activity happening our time begins to exist with the creation so therefore in the subsequent episodes when we talk about things happening for an infinite amount of time does not apply to god's time why that mm. is an undifferentiated time he is not existing for an infinite amount of time in that time structure it is undifferentiated there is no difference between one second or a million years so you can't really put a metric to that and say an infinite amount of time has passed and so on and so forth um right. so we went into this yeah. digression a bit because like i said we are we are we're keeping the reasonable faith book as our sort of our our text to walk through to show that we are looking at to to present to you our best resource out there to walk you through this this wide topic on we can we could touch on a whole lot of topics that we can but we want to stay constrained to a skeleton structure like a you could say sort of like a syllabus to walk through and we want to break down all of these points for you because we one thing that i realized when i've read and studied on my own is that things that i read in one chapter in a book maybe in one paragraph in a book would connect to me when i read about something else in a q and a it's it's kind of co- coincidental or providential ordering of god however you may see it it's quite fabulous that points of information that we pick out in some areas connect to what we may study later on and yeah. some of you would be interested in this time dialogue and because you've gone a bit over time i don't want to stress about this interesting part of how philosophers go much in depth about time and how we understand time and as such um, but it's a very interesting field to pursue further if you are interested about 
time and what is and how god relates to time and so on and so forth um so yeah that would be our response to our overview overview of jl mackey one of the best atheist philosophers to, uh, to have existed in the 20th century um our response to jl mackey's objection and um, i think beers i think it's time to call it yeah. off for this episode wow and uh, indeed there was a lot to learn from this episode thank you for uh, thank you jacob for uh, helping us to know how we um you know how we object the objectives which are i mean we object the objections which were there from jl mackey for the kalam cosmological argument and uh, with this we have come to the end of this episode and as jacob mentioned we have crossed our time limit but uh, next episode onwards we'll try to stick to the 20 minutes mark yep. keep our episodes bite sized and uh, yeah this is it from our side for today's episode and uh, hope to see you in the next one take care and stay safe Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoy Saft podcast, do consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And know more about us at www.saftapologetics.com.